Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I'm Will Heisentruitt, and this is Sometimes Baseball. I am joined by my good friend, Nathan Harold. You can call him Nate. You can call him whatever you want, but this is going to be the Nate Harold experience <laughs> as he joins us for the personal podcast episode. How's it going, Nate? Hey, Trout. How's it going? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm back home now for the holidays. I'm very excited about that. Um, I still got some Christmas shopping to do. I realized today there's 10 days left until Christmas. <laughs> do you get everything done shopping? Yeah, I was doing that yesterday, actually. I did a little bit of it, like right after Thanksgiving, then forgot, and then rem- remembered and had to do it all yesterday. I finished it up, so yeah, just got yeah. that taken care of. Yeah, I bought uh, something on eBay today. Hopefully it gets here. I don't know. I don't trust United States Coastal Service. Oh, me neither. <laughs> as far as I can throw them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Nate and I went to college together at Duquesne University, and uh, we both live in Pittsburgh at the moment. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good summation, I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so Sounds good. Know we're in the business school there, um, and now we're just living life. Nate, tell us what you do now. So right now I work at PNC. I work in uh, retail lending risk management. It is as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a lot of operational risk for PNC and their retail branches. So always some interesting stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely uh, an interesting uh, role. Um, are you worried about artificial intelligence kind of sneaking its way in there? Mm-hmm. Or no? I don't think in my job anytime soon, but there's a lot of work at PNC with the technology and yeah. fintech and all that stuff. So there's they're always at the forefront of that. So I'm sure they've they've got their their fingers in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I've been I was doing like some research on uh, artificial intelligence. It, it's scary, man, for some people. Like how many jobs it can take. It, mm, yeah. But, yeah, maybe more in the branches. My job's a little more corporate, so probably won't be affected. But yeah, they're definitely going to be affecting people at some point. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's see if we can talk baseball. Um, that's why we're – well, we're sometimes exactly. baseball. You never know. But um, so, Nate, tell us uh, who your team is. My team is the Pittsburgh Pirates. So <laughs> Not sounding too proud of them right about now. Oh, it's, it's tough to be proud of that franchise. Um, yeah, coming off, uh, bottom of the, of the league finish this year, uh, 19 wins. Uh, there was a time that the Steelers could have matched the Pirates win total, yeah. uh, for 2020. It was lost a few games, so we can't cheer for that anymore, but yeah, it's, um, there's not much to cheer for, honestly, with the Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. So have you been a fan since like a young kid more recently, just because Duquesne is downtown and it is literally a mile from PNC yeah. Park. You could, we could, we walked there, you know, um, was it more in college life or before? No. So I grew up in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, about 10 miles south of the city. So I've always been a Pittsburgh sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been a Pirates fan, I guess, for my entire life. Uh, the team is in the 2000s, though, when I was a kid, they were like so bad. I mean, <laughs> you think they were bad now? Like, it was 60 win seasons. You could write it in every single year. Yep. 60 wins. You could stop paying attention in July because it didn't matter. So, I mean, I followed the team. 
Um, but it's it was tough because people were coming. It's a revolving door of people. You never could really have a favorite player or cheer for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they started getting good in like the 2013 was their first winning season uh, in 20 years. That's when I really started to get back into baseball. Started to really follow it a lot more. And again, you know, once that kind of that wave of players kind of died out. Uh, I still follow it, but it's it's tough to really get invested when they're just not good. So. Yeah, no, I understand completely. Um, I'm wearing my Nationals gear right now. Um, when I was growing up, they were horrible. <laughs> About as bad as the uh, Pirates. We had multiple hundred season or hundred lost seasons in a row. It, it really wasn't fun. Um, but yeah, no, definitely um, Pittsburgh not there isn't much to be excited about now just because there's no real major league talent um and i think that's the biggest problem um but yeah i don't i don't know from your experience do you have any favorite players that are on the team now yeah so there's a few guys i mean could be uh could be like all-star would be the absolute ceiling cabrian hayes was a Mm -hmm. rookie this year he was their top prospect coming up uh, so he played pretty well. So that was exciting just to see him come up. And then I like Brian Reynolds a lot. He's a young guy, had a really good 2019 season, kind of out of nowhere. No yeah. one really <laughs> thought he was going to be much of anything. He was like a throw-in in the McCutcheon deal when they traded him mm-hmm. to the Giants. Um, and, yeah, that was kind of a nice surprise. But, yeah, no one else is – everyone knows anyone on the team now won't be there by the time they get good again. Yeah. Maybe Hayes, if he sticks around, there's a few prospects that should be making the team this year. So maybe, maybe one of those will be a surprise and be really good, but mm, we'll see. Yeah. Um, actually going back to the Brian Reynolds thing. Um, interestingly enough, I worked for uh, PPG last summer. Um, it's a, one of the main uh, companies in downtown Pittsburgh. If you ever go see the skyline, it's a big glass castle looking building. Anyway, they had uh, tickets to, uh, they had box tickets one time and I was able to go. Um, And the box we were sitting in was right next to the guys from the front office. Um, So I asked just because I was sitting there and the, one of the head office guys was sitting right there. I'm like, Hey, I got to ask, how'd you know about this? Uh, Brian Reynolds guy like like seriously like how did you know to like get this guy in the McCutcheon deal and he was like yeah we've been uh <laughs> keeping tabs on him since he was in college at Vanderbilt and a little bit before that in high school um because <laughs> um, they wanted to draft him out of Vanderbilt um but uh it didn't happen uh he went to the Giants and then uh so he was one of the main guys they were actually looking to get in that deal which I was kind of surprised about because at the time it seemed like a throw in, mm-hmm. but I think more people are upset about just McCutcheon being traded. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I mean, I wasn't too upset about that as much as the rest of the people. I was more upset about the Garrett Cole trade that off season. Yeah, um, that one, not too great. With the McCutcheon trade, it was, I mean, it was more the emotional appeal because he was kind of the face of the franchise, but mm-hmm. if you had watched him play, you knew he was not the same player and, he took a team-friendly contract last go-around, and he was not going to do that again. So he might as well just get some value out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I understand completely. Uh, so 
you talked about the favorite players from today. You got Reynolds, Brian Hayes, maybe some prospects coming up. Mm-hmm. Who are like some like your all time favorites? Yeah, so the 2000, like, what was it, 2005, 2006 Pirates is kind of when like, I started really getting paying attention. They had like Jason Bay and like Freddie Sanchez. Oh, I think Jason yes. Bay won, I think, yeah, it's when Freddie Sanchez won the batting title. Um, kind of again out of nowhere, and I believe Jason Bay won Rookie of the Year around that time. I'm not sure which year. Um, so that's kind of the, my, my childhood players that I really liked were those two. And again, the Pirates were just not good. So I just you kind of had to have if you wanted to follow baseball, you kind of had to have a second team almost. So I always liked Vlad Guerrero on the Angels. Um, because the Angels were pretty decent back then. So once the Pirates were kind of out of it, I would usually just root for the Angels and Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, I'm looking at the 2006 Pittsburgh Pirates roster right now. Um, it's quite a bunch of names. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie Polino at catcher, Sean Casey at first base, Jose Castillo at second, Jack Wilson at shortstop. Mm, Jack Wilson. I remember that guy. Um, Freddie Sanchez at third. He hit 344 that year. Holy smokes. And then uh, Jason Bay Manning left field. (laughs) He hit 35 home runs. Holy smokes. Yeah, Jason Bay was everybody's favorite player back then. Mm -hmm. Um, He also had Chris Duffy in center field. Jeremy Burnitz in right field. (laughs) He was 37 years old. Holy uh jose bautista was on the bench yep. <laughs> nate mcclough i remember that guy oh he was great yeah back i remember he was like the star of the team when the team was oh yeah 100 losses he was the only good spot <laughs> uh you're starting rotations zach duke ian snell paul mahalem victor santos oliver perez wow matt caps mike gonzalez with all Here's of us or like only some names if you ever go back to those obscure mid-2000s teams you're like wait that guy was on the team for a year <laughs> i forget if it was oliver perez or paul bahal i think it was perez i was watching a game a few years ago and it was i think it was oliver perez he came out the pitch I was like he is still in the league like yeah. that seems yeah. like forever ago that yeah, i was watching him play still in the league today <laughs> that's that's insane to me that he's uh he was one of the best starting pitchers of uh, the mid two thousands for a one year, I think one year, and then mm-hmm. he signed a massive contract and he was horrible. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I think he sounded like the Mets, I believe, um, and he helped them. Mm-hmm. No, they lost the two thousand six and LCS to the Cardinals. But they had like Carlos Beltran on the team, all these guys, Carlos Delgado. Um, but yeah, th- those are definitely um, some names. Yeah, Freddie Sanchez and J- Jason Bay. Only real ones remember Freddie Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember tracking the uh, – he stole that newspaper um, back then, getting the box scores and seeing where he wasn't the leader. Yeah. He was just going to win the batting title. still remember doing that. So that was uh, one of the few bright spots growing up for them. Yeah, I gosh, I remember uh, box scores. I used to look at those, like, religiously, you know, like, all right, give me the sports section, you know, like, all right, let's look at all like, the batting leaders. All right, this guy has uh, 17 homers. Um, everybody else is, like, 13. Maybe he's going to win the home run race or something like that. I remember that. That was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, definitely it's changed a lot now. You can get stats instantaneously on your phone. Yeah, it's nuts. It's um, 
I always liked checking the box score. I kind of do miss that a little bit, but I mean, can't really, uh, never would have imagined you could watch live sports on your, <laughs> from your pocket. So probably a good technological advance there. Yeah. Do, do you think it's changed the way we watch sports at all or like follow sports? I definitely think it's more yeah, d- viral clips that like. I know with um, baseball, especially, I feel like it's, you can get the viral clips because baseball is such a, compared to the other three major sports in the country, it's a slow moving game. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. kind of just waiting around. Um, so if you can just see the three runs, I don't know, kind of sometimes you don't want to sit down and watch three hours of baseball. You can just, I uh, wonder what happened last night. Okay, give me the five-minute highlight reel. All right, I got the picture. So it definitely changes things. And I think also with – that's probably more of a football thing, but with, like, fantasy, you like, cheering for players instead of cheering for teams. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely just a different way to watch the sport. Yeah, I I don't play fantasy sports. Um, I know I, I'm not – I know I'm supposed to be playing fantasy sports, but – like I just didn't well for one it's too hard um to follow <laughs> and two like I want to be able to root for like my teams you know but yeah um you definitely learn about more players though like I don't do you have like a fantasy football team yeah I just have one this year it was funny I I'd, I'd played fantasy football for I don't know since I was like 12 and I kept joining more leagues because people were like oh do you want to join mine I'm like yeah sure and then last year I was in five and there was oh so many gosh. people that I was like essentially playing against myself. Cause I had like the defense for one team and like the quarterback for the other in like different leagues. Yeah. And then you just like, I couldn't remember who I had. So it just wasn't fun. So this year I was like, all right, I'm only just doing one. Mm-hmm. It's much more fun this year. Cause you know, your nine guys that you have, you can kind of just follow them around. So yeah, definitely yeah. a lot better. It, it, fantasy sports, I, I do think you definitely learn about more players and you get, get to appreciate different people as well. Um, gosh, who was uh, – there was one receiver. Oh, like uh, Cole Beasley this year. Like he was really like an under-the-radar guy, but now he's everybody's favorite player in fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy's going crazy up there in Buffalo. But Yeah, yeah. Torch Duskins Sunday night, my uh, – my Steelers didn't look too hot, but yeah. So yeah, let, let's talk about that. Um, I think we're about done talking about the Pirates. Even there's not much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so other than the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, and their minor run of success, um, if you can call it that, mm-hmm. uh, where they made the wild card game for years in a row. But mm-hmm. in your lifetime, you've had five championships in the city of Pittsburgh: three from the Penguins and two from the Steelers. So. Let's talk about that. Which one do you want to talk about first? Yeah, so let's um, – we can start with the Steelers. So it's, I'd say the Steelers are my – like, if I had to pick one team, I had I could only pick one. I'd pick the Steelers. So, yeah, yeah the um, – they've really been good my entire lifetime. I mean, even their bad years are eight and eight. Like, that's a bad year for the Steelers. Yeah. It's when they don't get double-digit wins, which I was – talking to one of my roommates and like, that's how, you know, how spoiled we are as a franchise when you get eight wins and you're, you're angry about it. So, mm-hmm. so do you feel, cause I, I know from living in Pittsburgh Sundays in the fall are reserved for Steelers football. Like, do you feel like 
just like the lifestyle around football is like shaped kind of like who you are now or no or I mean yeah it's like growing up in Pittsburgh it's uh it's a cultural thing I mean I you see Steeler jerseys in church Sunday morning that's (laughs) people joke about that but that that happened that was a real thing um yeah if you um if you want to go grocery shopping uh, in the fall and you're not a Steelers fan, just wait until the Steelers play because there's not a single person in the mm-hmm. giant eagle or the grocery store. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's life kind of revolves around the Steelers when, I mean, this year's a little different just because things aren't open, but when the Steelers are good, it's, there's just an energy around the town and mm-hmm. Sundays and like at the bars and restaurants, it's just a fun place to be. And when they're doing bad, it's, everyone's just in a bad mood and uh, grumpy on Monday morning after a loss. So, Yeah, definitely a victory Mondays. Pittsburgh is a bit brighter. Uh, it's usually cloudy mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, but on victory Monday, it's uh sun always seems to shine a little bit. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, for, for sure. Like coming in as like an outsider, I'm from DC going into Pittsburgh. I, I was kind of like, wow, this is sports country. Like mm-hmm. every, everybody's life is shaped shaped around game day for whatever sport i mean uh tailgates at uh the steelers games those are crazy like there Mm -hmm. there are so many people that show up hours and hours and hours before the games um have you been to tailgates like what's like the atmosphere like there yeah so my dad we have season tickets um we have two seats we've had them only for about five or six yeah 2015 was our first year with season tickets and just to kind of paint a picture people that don't know about the Steelers fan base uh we've been on the we were on the waiting list starting in 1995 yes and we got them in 2015 (laughs) so that's how long it takes to get Steelers season tickets um but yeah so I go to about four games a year usually and yeah the tailgates are just nuts um the whole strip on the north shore with full of restaurants it's like an hour wait if you get there too late. You have to go all the way down, all the way to PNC Park because it's actually pretty close. They're probably in proximity. It's nuts. The entire district there is just overrun with Steelers fans. Probably like 100,000, I would say, people are down there when it's only 60,000 can yeah. get into the game. Oh, so yeah. it's just insane. Yeah, tra- traffic is insane <laughs> in that little area on like the North Shore. It's but um, yeah, for sure. I, I've I've been to one tailgate. I, I went to one playoff game too. Um, I get they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Unfortunately, lost. I remember that game. Um, but it, it really is one of the most electrifying sports fan bases you can think of. It's Steelers or die. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yes, you touched on uh the season tickets. Uh, for most sports franchises. If you want season tickets, you can just buy them. You can buy them the day before the season starts. For the Steelers, people are on the waiting list for years, decades, like your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our friends, Hunter Geisel, worked in the uh, in, in this ticketing office, and it, it was his job to call people on the wait list and say, hey, tickets are available. And he had to explain to them, if you say no, it's probably going to be another 20 years before we call you back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's quite a, an interesting fan base, um, but definitely a passionate one. Absolutely. It's, I think it's just fun too. Cause it's everyone knows 
about the Steelers. Even people that aren't football fans don't watch a game, the NFL, they know what happened. They'll hear about it. They can name probably three to four players. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a part of life in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And another cool thing is like the historical significance behind like a lot of these guys um, in Heinz Stadium or Heinz Field. Heinz Field, yeah. Heinz Field, regardless. Uh, there's like a whole like Hall of Fame for just Steelers guys. And it's one of the coolest things you ever, you, you'll ever see just walking around in there. Um, but uh, yeah, like the steel curtain, um, everybody just knows what that means. It's like, oh yeah, the, the, the defensive line for the Steelers back in like the 70s or whatever. <laughs> Uh, mm. but yeah they're definitely uh one of the most historic uh sports franchises in american history uh, another one um is the pittsburgh penguins um so uh the pbg paints arena it is right across the street from where we went to school at duquesne university so there was always student rush tickets you could get for like 10 15 bucks or whatever uh, but yeah nate let's talk about uh your fandom of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. So the Penguins are, um, well, I was just born at the right time really. Cause yeah. once I started following sports, they drafted Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby and have been one of the best franchises in the NHL for the last 15 years. Um, it's kind of funny though, with when I first kind of started watching sports or at least being like conscious of what sports were when I was like five or six years old, the Penguins were worse than the Pirates. The Penguins were the worst team in the NHL for about three or four years. Uh, Mario Lemieux was still on the team, but he was like pushing 40. Uh, They had traded Yager to the Capitals. They just had no talents and the team was bankrupt. Um, the Mellon Arena, which is their old stadium, was falling apart. They didn't have any money to buy a new one. The Kansas, it was rumors they were going to move to Kansas City. Uh, so it was, just, yeah, it was not a very vibrant fan base uh, when I first started paying attention. But yeah, they got um, Crosby um, and Malkin, and then just better ownership. They finally stabilized like an agreement to build a new arena. And then, yeah, it's ever since it's just been Stanley cup or bust uh, every single year. Um, it's been yeah, three Stanley cups um, in this run. I'm hoping for a fourth, but I'm kind of getting greedy now, I think. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's been an incredible run and just being, uh, especially the latter two in 2016, 17, being able to go down uh, to the arena and like have the watch party when they go yeah. on, it's just incredible experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Washington capital, so I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins, yep. <laughs> um, but it's because they've been good and they always, uh, the capitals and the penguins always seem to go head to head in the playoffs. Um, so that definitely, a, a hated franchise for me. Um, but I, I, I have to respect championships. Um, uh, Crosby brought them three, um, with Malkin, um, But yeah, just my favorite part about being that close to uh, (laughs) the Penguin Stadium is you could see Penguins players just out and about. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to go get a haircut one time and one of the guys was in there um, getting his haircut done. Um, I was filling up gas one time and there was a 
who's the young guy number 59 gensel, gensel jake gensel yeah. was filling up his car there i'm like what's up jake <laughs> <laughs> um or you'll that see is, down and um, south side at the bars uh definitely yeah <laughs> it's yeah it was, a group of guys i was gonna say this i had this really fun story about that uh, it was uh saint patrick's day in 2018 I was out with a friend of mine and we go to Mario's, which is like the big bar in Southside, probably one of the biggest ones people yeah. all go to. There's two big ones. It's Mario's mm-hmm. and Carson City uh, on the same street called Carson Street. Um, yeah, it's in the south side of Pittsburgh. That's where a lot of college students live. But Yeah, so we're going to this bar. Um, me and my friend, we walk in and it, Jake Gensel is there. And I was like, oh, like, that's really cool. Like, he's like really close to us. And I like point to my buddy and I'm like, oh, look, Jake Kensel's here. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. And we're like, let's go try to talk to him. So we like make our way through um, the crowd and we get stopped by these like bouncers, which is really weird in the, when you're already in the crowd that there's like bouncers stopping you. And, like you can't go any further. And we're like, okay. So we like turn around and we like look up on this like balcony and the entire Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> is up there. Like probably like, all of them i see crosby i saw kessel i saw just the entire team and i'm just like what is going on um so then eventually a couple of them decided to come mingle with like the crowd so they come down i was talking to this guy jamie alexiak he was just on the team for a year he was a defenseman yeah and he was just chatting i was talking to him i'm like hey i really like how you play he's like yeah thanks and (laughs) doing all this uh (laughs) It was just fun. And then by the end of the night, um, I was like, I'm going to try to buy, uh, try to get Sydney's attention because I didn't really want to bother him. I mean, he's out with his friends and family. Um, so like, I get his attention and I was like, do you want a beer? And he said, sure. <laughs> so I go buy a Bud Light from the bar and I am a taller guy. So I'm able to reach up and like hand him a Bud Light through wow. like the balcony, like little area and he like reaches down and gets it says thanks and then <laughs> i head out but it was just really cool it's just a really fun story so. but that's some of the best three bucks you'll ever spend i know exactly <laughs> the story so. yeah that, that guy is a legitimate first ballot hall of fame like icon for the mm-hmm. sport of hockey and you handed him a beer i know <laughs> yeah it's i'm always gonna have that story so if i ever meet him again i'm gonna Ask him to repay me. Oh, we're, we're clipping this, tagging. Yeah, um, yeah this will, yeah, he'll get it. We'll get his attention. No, uh, <laughs> uh, but geez, yeah, the uh, it definitely was an interesting experience in college, you know, because we're living right downtown, we're walking distance to every single sports stadium. And um, I don't know, what, what was your experience in college? Did you were you able to go to a lot of games on the weekends or whatnot? Yeah, so I would go to – I'm trying to think which – Steeler games, I mean, we had, like, a schedule with my family. Like, I we kind of worked that out. There's only eight home games, so you can kind of schedule that out months in advance, who's going when. Yeah. Um, with the Penguins, I would go – I really didn't go to as many as I should have been that close, not looking back on it. I'd go to maybe, I don't know, two or three a year. I mean, it's still – in college, you don't have any money. So it's yeah. even if it's $20 tickets, that's still a decent amount of money uh, to do it all the time. For the Pirates, I went to a decent amount. 
Um, the North Shore is a little further away than like PPG. Um, so it's not like super convenient, but it's still not that far. No. Uh, my brother had season tickets to the Pirates in the 2014 through 2016 season. So that 2016 season, I think I was a freshman in college. So I would go to a decent amount then just because he had extra tickets. Um, and occasionally we would just on a Wednesday night be $3 tickets or something in like the grandstand and you can just buy, you can go down, not even buy them, buy them like as the game started and then just walk in because no one, like those April games when it's like cold out and it's a weekday, no one wants to go. So. Yeah, that, uh, definitely. Uh, that, that was probably my favorite part of living in a city was, hey, if we had like, I was invited to Pirates games 20 minutes before they started. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> so we got there as first pitch was being thrown. Like, all right, not not bad. Um, <laughs> uh, but d- definitely um, that was probably one of my favorite experiences um, as a college student was just being able to be right downtown. Um, other than sports games, was there anything in college that uh, you miss now that you're a? Um, I'm trying to, I mean, just the schedule. I mean, for oh. one, um, being able to wake up whenever. I had class from like ten to one, and then I was done for the day, except for like homework. But so that was nice. But I mean, I still live in the south side of Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, right now, obviously, it's not the same. But before everything was shut down, it we did. The weekends felt pretty similar. Um, you could still go out to the restaurants or bars you wanted to go to. Um, so that haven't missed too much of that. I did like, um, I lived on campus all four years when I was at uh, Duke Kane, just kind of the everything being so close and kind of that nice outdoor campus yeah. style as opposed to kind of the, um, the city living where it's not much greenery or mm-hmm not much nice things to look at but and then also the uh the food being so close that was always nice <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh de- definitely um I-, I do miss the schedule aspect of it you because like, it's you can wake up five minutes before class start roll out of bed get there as a start it, it, it definitely um you can't do that as an adult um but you can kind of do it now um with the work at home <laughs> yeah it's like oh <laughs> Work starts at nine. I'll be logging on at eight fifty nine a.m. <laughs> Set the alarm for eight fifty eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been getting bad with that. I when it started, I was pretty good about getting up, getting some time to shower, eat breakfast. Now I'm rolling out of bed, hit the log on button, and then I go back to bed. Are you hoping uh, uh, vaccines were starting to be administered yesterday. So are you hoping? Uh, to get back in the office or are you hoping this uh, work from home thing lasts uh, for a while? I would like to be allowed back into the office. Um, there are certain days if I have some more work or some more meetings, it's just easier to focus and easier to yeah. kind of sit down and work when you're in a different environment than your bedroom. But some days it's like when I don't have a whole lot to do, it's nice that I can just, kind of go do something else i can grocery shop i can um just do some of my hobbies and then wait for more work to come in um so i would like to at least have the option um but i don't know my company said 
as of now, it's not till March we're going to be allowed back. Maybe this one will actually be real. They've kept pushing the deadline back every three months. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> was July, and then it was September, and it was New Year's. Yep. But, yeah, with the vaccine rolling out, maybe we'll actually be allowed back in come mm-hmm. March. So that'd be kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I started a job during this in June. And uh, so I, I haven't met a single person in person. So <laughs> definitely a weird experience. Um, yeah. I don't feel like I'm learning as much as I could be or helping out as much as I could be, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, like I felt that today, you know, it was like, like a meeting we had that lasted like a half hour could have been solved in like a two minute conversation. If I could just show them like and point like with my finger, you know, but mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but that's definitely one of the biggest differences. I am hoping uh, to get back in an office uh, whenever I'm ready for that next, the real, the first real job. But mm-hmm. I don't know. In general, uh, can't complain too much about working. No. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like we started recording this at 530. We probably wouldn't even be able to do that um if you're working because it takes a while to get back from home yeah in, eat dinner this or that but we can just hop on it's fantastic um but yeah any oh wait i wanted to ask uh as a sports fan there are mm-hmm. moments that define your life you know where you were you you, <laughs> you knew who you're standing next to or mm-hmm. what exactly you were doing if you're driving a car or whatever what are those moments for you as a sports fan or a baseball fan um more specifically Mm-hmm. So I would say it's a couple. I'll stick with baseball first because the list is shorter <laughs> when it comes to the Pirates. Um, the one game, it was, um, it was like July of 2015. It was right before the All-Star break. Pirates are playing the Cardinals in a four-game series. And the Pirates, this is their best year. Uh, they ended up winning 98 games that year. Mm-hmm. Um, just falling short of the Cardinals who won a hundred. So it was Cardinal. We came into the series, I think like down five or six games or something. Um, and the Sunday game, the right before the all-star break, they um, I think they tie it up in the ninth and then have a walk-off in the 12th inning. And just to go two games behind the Cardinals going to the all-star mm-hmm. break. And it was just, this is the height I think of the pirates. This is when people, all, even the skeptics are like, this is, okay, this team's actually good. This yeah. team is a legitimate World Series contender. And I just remember I, I was, my friends all went to the game, and for whatever reason, I couldn't. I can't remember if I had to work or some commitment. I remember listening to the on the radio, like driving. I think I was probably driving home. And I just heard the uh, the call, and I was like, They're, this is actually going to happen. They're going to, this is the real team this year. And then... Ended up that season disappointing, lost in the wild card to the, the Cubs. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of the, the defining moment, I think, for me with the, um, the Pirates. Everyone always talks about the Cueto game, and that's, like, a great memory. But, honestly, I was working that day, and I couldn't watch the game. I was, like, working at a pizza shop and didn't have the radio on. So, I don't even – I didn't really watch that. So, can't really remember it as well. Yeah, I, that was the moment I was expecting, but that was yeah. a regular season moment in the middle of the season. That's such like a more genuine baseball mm-hmm. memory, you know? It's like something to cheer about in the middle of July. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but yeah because it's, it's like that... sorry go ahead oh no it's like it was just like proof that because the 2013 pirates everyone was like oh, okay well they finally won and then 2014 they weren't as good they still went to the playoffs and that was kind of like okay this is a legitimate this is like we've turned the corner we're not going to be a losing franchise we're actually going to have a contend we're going to fight for first place um but i mean didn't end up in our favor and then hasn't, hasn't done anything since but that was kind of the the last height i think of the pirates Yes, former general manager Neil Huntington always says uh, his biggest regret as a general manager was not pushing in more chips in the middle of the table in 2015. Uh, Everybody was begging him to do a bigger trade, uh, trade for a big guy, and he didn't. And uh, they were swiftly removed from the playoffs. Yeah, that's actually one thing I was thinking about um, when you were talking about things to discuss, because that is probably – one of the, like, the things that just annoys me so much because the Pirates are like, a small market team. And with small market teams, you can't just be going all in every year. It's just not economically feasible. Yeah, no. Um, but then like you had two like parallel franchises in that year when you had the Pirates, who had their best year in like, forever, held on to these prospects and didn't go for it. And you had the Royals who traded every single player they had and won the World Series. The Royals haven't been good since then, but they who cares? They won the World Series. Uh, it's what, just that's what you work for as an organization. You gotta win the World Series. <laughs> exactly. So it's just it's just frustrating when you I I understand where they were coming from. They didn't want to like cash in. And then if you make a mistake, then you're kind of screwed. But that was the year to do it. And they, they did. Yep. No, it definitely was. Um, and I think he's going to, he's probably had many, many sleepless nights about it. <laughs> um, Cause that's the toughest thing as a human being is that feeling of regret. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that, that, like this is going off base, but Hey, sometimes baseball, um, but like me, I, I, I try to do that. Um, and like in my daily life, like, how do I not have regrets at the end of this thing? You know? Oh, yeah. But um yeah, geez. Any other defining moments or big plays? Um, well, with baseball, there wasn't really a whole lot. I will say, though, within sports, um, like the Steelers Super Bowls were obviously great, but I was nine years old and 12 when they won this. Mm. So, I mean, I can't remember, but it's not too defining. The one I remember, it's probably like my favorite memory, was the 2017 Penguins. Um they were in the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. against Ottawa. It was a Game Seven, and I think I was inter- I was interning downtown or something. And my dad like calls me at like nine in the morning, and it's like, "Do you want to go to the game tonight? I'm gonna go buy tickets." So I was like, "Yeah, yeah let's go." So he, me and my brother, um, and my dad, go to the game. Um, we have like the last row uh, of ppg arena it's a double overtime game for game seven to go to the stanley cup and penguins end up scoring double overtime and yeah just the like the explosion of the fans when that happened was just incredible like it's just almost tough to describe how much energy was in that place when that happened that was just like probably i was talking to my dad it's like the only way that i can get topped is if it was like for the stanley cup and not 
the conference final yeah. or maybe it was like the super bowl or something like it's gonna be pretty hard to top that like especially a live sporting event mm-hmm. yeah no live sports they are unmatched in terms of real drama unfolding in front of your eyes it, it, oh, live sports are just they're, they're, they're the best entertainment mm-hmm. that's why everybody talks about them exactly because it's unscripted people going to the end of their capabilities and delivering when they're supposed to it's fantastic <laughs> um but yeah thank you uh so much nate this is a uh, truly a pleasure yeah this was fun thanks for having me <laughs> anything else on your mind or no um i guess what's your uh what's your favorite new cleveland baseball team franchise name oh yeah so i actually read a couple articles on that today um there are a few ones that um i think are interesting obviously uh the cleveland spiders everybody's talking Mm -hmm. about that that's just what the original uh team name was um back in the 1800s cy young was on the cleveland spiders (laughs) um (laughs) winning his pitcher in baseball history um there is some other cool ones uh st louis blues or not st louis that's the name of the hockey team (laughs) um but the cleveland blues was brought up um just because of their ties to uh music on the whole Mm um and that would be kind of interesting to have a team named the saint the blues and the reds in the same state (laughs) since (laughs) the cleveland blues um, I don't. I don't like that one as much. Um, the Cleveland Guardians um, is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I know the Guardians name is overused, but um, there is something in Cleveland called the Guardians of Traffic, which are eight art dec- decorated decorative sculptures guarding Cleveland's iconic Hope Memorial Bridge. Um, plus, they could also get Chris Pratt involved. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Cleveland Buckeyes. I've heard uh, rumored around. I don't like that one too much. Yeah, it's stealing Ohio State right there. <laughs> um, but it was the name of it was the name of the original Negro League team. Um, that was oh, okay. the Cleveland Buckeyes. Um, the Cleveland Slimans, I heard, has been rumored. <laughs> um, there, there's a restaurant called Slimans Restaurant with corned beef sandwiches. So that would be right down Cleveland's alley. Um, mm-hmm. The Cleveland Mustards. Apparently there's uh, mustard uh, developed there. The Cleveland Orchestra. Uh, they have one of the best <laughs> in the world, apparently. Uh, the Cleveland Cryptons. Um, Superman was created, quote unquote, in that city. Uh, um, Cleveland Crows. Apparently there's a lot of crows in Cleveland. <laughs> and then uh, this one's kind of dumb, but the Cleveland Wild Things. Um, just from the movie. Uh, like the movie, yeah. Um, but I- I'm definitely all in on the Cleveland Spiders. I will be buying a shirt with uh that's there's one of the sweet logos on there for sure um but yeah i i'm all in on the cleveland spiders what what are your thoughts yeah i feel like the spiders is the easiest one it's it's um super a decent name and it has historical connection um and no other professional sports team or even college i know like richmond i think is the spiders but besides that there's really no no one else that has that name so it's kind of your own you can make it your own yeah i think also with baseball it's nice because you can you don't have to they don't have to change the uniforms they don't have to change the cap because it already is just a block c anyway so um it's not like the washington nfl team where it's like a whole new logo 
and everything like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think the spiders. Um, I saw the blue Sox, which would just be funny. Just add another Sox team. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think one of the other names, the original team was the Cleveland Naps, which. Yes. Um, like, would just Nap be hilarious. Nap Lojoy. Um, he was one of the original uh, people that founded a, a Cleveland baseball team. Hall of Famer. Mm, yeah, I think that would just be. I mean, I know there's like the historical reason behind it, but I think it would just be funny. If they yeah. named the team the Naps again. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, an interesting time for teams changing names. But I, I kind of uh, would hope more teams would change their names, you know. Um, I think it'd be – Yeah, I mean, I don't – if it's – people find it offensive, I guess that's what you – probably sh- the right thing to do. So Yeah, like uh, the Utah Jazz need to change their name. <laughs> um, but anyway um, – but yeah, uh, thanks you, Nate. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah, thanks. This is really fun. All right, have a good one. Yeah, you too.